Welcome to Didn't See It Coming, the podcast about brands that learn from the past, look to the future, and profit today. I'm your host, Mark Stoiber. Spirit Bay is an authentic seaside village being developed on the south coast of Vancouver Island, Canada. They have a pretty interesting take on environmental and social sustainability, which makes them a very interesting client to market. I do the marketing for them. I went on the air just a little while ago to talk about that with Mark Brenne. Over in East Souk, you may have seen this construction project near the Beecher Bay Marina. A whole bunch of houses going up. Colorful, too. Kind of reminds me of uh, Fisherman's Wharf on a grander scale. Talking about the Spirit Bay project, and let's find out more about what's happening there. Mark Stoiber is a brand strategy consultant. You hear him here all the time on CFAX 1070. Some say too often. I'm kidding, Mark. Uh, author of the books, Didn't See It Coming. You didn't see that coming. And <laughs> Stop Busting Your Brand. Stop Busting Your Interview uh, Guest. That's what I'd <laughs> <laughs> this is a cool project. I remember I did an, an interview with, uh, gosh, I forget the fellow's name. It was Chris. back in Chris. Chris O. Chris Obergewich. Obergewich, that's right. Back in uh, September of last year. And at that time, the, uh, the federal government had just handed over uh, a, a pretty big check mm-hmm. to help the First Nation with this project. Where mm-hmm. are we on this now? Well, it, it's, it's a very cool project. Uh, first off, you know, as you said, it's, a, it's, it's very interesting houses. If you drive down the highway, it catches you like a fishing lure. There's beautiful houses, and they're perched like Dr. Seuss up on the rocks, and, and it's, it's just super cool to see. Where they're at right now is that you can actually see it. Uh, there are about 60 houses that have gone up. It's called Founders Village. It's going to be a, a 500-house sort of uh, project, so it's going to get considerably larger. Uh, but you can actually envision what it's going to look like, and what it looks like for folks who've been back east, it looks a lot like Peggy's Cove, Nice. Or uh, fishing villages in Europe, like in France, where the houses are all bright colors and they're, they're, they're kind of square, boxy-shaped places. And uh, what folks notice right away is that how they're arranged. You know, it's, it doesn't look like a grid, you know, how you see normal neighborhoods. It's house, sidewalk, house, sidewalk. They're kind of... Uh, like a, on a cow's path, in, like they used to build in Europe, you know, the town square and then the p- paths kind of meander and stuff. makes it really, really cool to walk around. It's a, it's a neat village, and, and folks can actually see it. It's not just, uh, I heard about this place. Yeah, you know? it, It's it, real. Yeah, it's now starting to become a reality. Mm-hmm. So 50 of the 500 homes are yeah. up. Yeah. So one-tenth on the way there. That's yeah. pretty quick. Yeah, it's moving. Yeah, it's and moving. like you said, very, very colorful. Okay, um... So this is all about sustainability. Sustainability. Man. Yeah, that's it's kind of it's kind of you know when you talk to me about today, I said Mark, please come on my show again. <laughs> Uh, just talk <laughs> talk about something that's that. near and dear to your heart. And look uh, at that nose getting you know, even bigger. Exactly, even bigger. Exactly. My Pants nose are on fire as I, well. <laughs> it's not true. Uh, when when we talk today. Uh, I love this story because uh, a home is potentially the most expensive thing that you can purchase. And sustainability... You know know what it is? Uh, Uh, A wife, like an ex-wife. You're not purchasing, but that's... It doesn't sound bitter at all. I've never been married. (laughs) (laughs) A home, ostensibly the most expensive thing that you're going to be purchasing. Good word. And sustainability, and I used to run an agency focused on making green sexy, making sustainability sexy. Sustainability is a hard thing to sell. However, the folks at Spirit Bay have done something pretty phenomenal, and I thought it would make a good conversation topic uh, because what they've managed to do is jump that gap. They they did uh, build 
this project around the idea of environmental sustainability. So, for example, they have a star architect, Paul Merrick, who, who built these houses, who built the community. And we can go through all the sustainability stuff that they've got built into them, geothermal heating, 200-year houses, uh, you know, building light on the land, what building do you mean, dark sky. What do you mean when you, when you say 200-year houses? 200-year houses. Last these houses long? are built to last for a really, really long time. And it's, what are they using? Uh, what, well, what they're using, something that everybody should be using on the West Coast but doesn't, steel roofs, for example, or hardy board siding, which is, it, they make it look like wood siding, like you see in Peggy's Cove. Uh, houses are built with, with wood, but it's actually a concrete fiber. So this stuff is virtually indestructible, you know? And, and inside, they don't use the particle board. They use a lot of solid wood. They use a lot of ply, where, where other people would just use particle board. So they, they last. Does this bring the price of the home up? It doesn't bring the price of the home up significantly, but it isn't if, uh, you know, it's one of those things where we've often heard folks going, ah, how many, how, what does it cost per square foot? If, if folks are buying based on price per square foot, it's not their community. But what they've discovered at Spirit Bay is that there is a whole other buyer out there. And that's what's interesting because the sustainability buyer is no longer as simple as just the person who will sacrifice everything for sustainability. What is cool for people like me as marketers to see is that there are folks who are buying with an eye on sustainability, but they're also looking for other things other things to give them value, selfish value, and they're managing to get it now. And that's what made the story interesting to me. Interesting. Okay. Explain some of the sustainability. You mentioned some, yeah. of, the, some of the wood they're using, the yeah. steel roofs. Steel roofs. No particle board. Now, one of the coolest things is building light on the land. I mentioned Dr. Seuss houses. You know how in <laughs> Dr. Seuss, how they're up on plants and up in the air. I'm glad to hear that you've read another book this exactly. week. Exactly. Well, you know, Dr. Seuss, uh, Green Eggs and Ham only has 65 words. So it makes it good for people like me. Um, but what they've done is they have built light on the land. And this means that when they see boulders, in most communities when they start what they do, they blast the crap out of everything, level it all out, put in the sidewalks, put in the sewers, and then they build houses like a cookie cutter structure. It's very efficient, but does not really breed community. It breeds suburbia, which is the opposite. It's awful. And where these folks started, they said, you know, let's take a look at Portugal. Let's take a look at France. Let's take a look at PEI. And how do they create community? Well, they build communities based on, well, here's the fountain in the middle of the square, and then let's build all the houses around it in sort of cow pathways, which make it interesting to walk, terrible to drive at high speed, which is another thing that was intentional. And then they, uh, then they built light on the land. So instead of blasting, as I mentioned a second ago, they kept the rocks. So when you drive in there, it's nuts. You will see a house that is built on top of a rock. You will see a house next to it that's built low. Both of them have a killer view because they had a great architect working on this. And you'll see the road between them winding and meandering in pathways. You're like, this does not look like suburbia. It looks like well, Portugal. You, you just showed me a photo, and it looks fantastic. Yeah, it looks, I agree. It, it, it's not your neighborhood, you know, yeah. uh, you know those new neighborhoods they, they, they put up. Yeah. I'm thinking of Barhaven in Ottawa, if you're from Ottawa, folks. I can't think of one here. Uh, but it's just the same. You, you get lost on a street because every house looks the same, yeah. and every, uh, every street looks the same. I'm from Calgary, man. You, you cut down all the trees and name the streets after them, yeah. you know? Uh, it's that kind of place. Uh, but Spirit Bay is not that. You feel like 
you're going through like an old village in Portugal or something. And this is a First Nations initiative. Yeah, what it is, it's a combination. What attracted me to this story initially was uh, David Butterfield. He was a, a visionary guy. He created a, a Shoal Point which to this day remains like one of the most highly valued pieces of uh, real estate in, in Victoria. He also created this place called Loretto Bay, which is where you know, I first met him. And it's a, it's a series of villages built on this bay in Mexico. And what was cool to me, because I was a green guy running a green agency, was that this place made more water than it used. It made more power than it used. It employed all the local communities who were also indigenous. And didn't just employ them like a Starbucks would employ you or a, or a hotel would employ you. It gave them meaning meaningful employment, and it built infrastructure for them as well. And that is what they've done at Spirit Bay. So, uh, for example, the First Nations community out there, the Sianu uh, First Nations Band, they're, they're building in healthcare, they're building in facilities, they're building structures. They're going to have healthcare right on yes. the property. Yes. That's fantastic. Yeah, so, and, and, and not only that, but the, the leases were negotiated in a way that it used to be highly prejudicial against the First Nations Band, but here the First Nations Band was negotiating directly with the Trust for Sustainable Development in setting what the lease is going to look like. So everybody gets fair treatment, the people who buy there get security, and the people in the First Nation go, you know what, it's a good deal. Uh, so there's social sustainability, community sustainability. How many jobs is it creating, do you know, for First no, Nations? No, I do not know. I you do know, not know. I think but, it's something that I may have asked uh, the guests back yeah, in September, but I don't I recall don't off the top of my head. But then, then you've got the, the environmental sustainability, too. I mean, First Nations Band, these folks have lived in that area for millennia. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, they want to see the preservation and, and, and responsible use of the land. Let me just give you one example, moss. Let's talk about moss. Let's talk about moss after the break. Let's talk about moss after after the break. 4.50, 10 minutes before 5, talking about the Spirit Bay Project in East Souk. It's a joint venture between the federal government, the uh, Sianu First Nation, and the Trust for Sustainable Development, which is a Victoria-based NGO. 50 houses are up. Another 450 will be built, and they look gorgeous. Uh, my guest is Mark Stoiber, brand strategy consultant, author of the books Didn't See It Coming and Stop Busting Your Brand. And this is all about sustainability. And before the break, you had teased me mm -hmm. about but uh, you're going to make moss interesting. Yeah. Go. Yeah. Here's the thing. <laughs> you, build, you, build, uh, you build conventional construction, you blast everything, you tear out all the rest. Right. At Spirit Bay, what they're doing, it's pretty funky if you, if you ever take a tour around there. Uh, what they're doing, they're actually transplanting moss. So there is indigenous flora and fauna. There is indigenous plants. There's moss. So they take, they want to build a house on a big rock. They take, they strip the moss off and they replant it somewhere else. They're paying attention to little things and you're going, seriously? You did that? There's another great one. I instead of blasting rocks, they build on them or next to them. But instead of pulling up trees, they build next to them. And there's this one thing that has actually become a bit of an icon at Spirit Bay. It's a road that you drive on, and on either side of this road, it narrows down so that basically only one car can pass, and there's a tree on this side and a uh -huh. tree on this side. Instead of tearing out the trees and making the road... They should route, be in charge of Dallas Road. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But it, it, you know, the, they had it vetted with the fire department. It's all cool. It's all copacetic with the paramedics and the fire department. But what it does, it makes the road so narrow that you can't gain speed. And that brings it to the whole sustainability thing. Folks want to walk. 
And uh, there's a whole bunch of sustainability built in there. There's like the, the geothermal. Actually, it's a neat kind of geothermal. They get their heating and cooling out of the ocean. And the remaining air conditioning is natural. They have these things called cupolas built on top of the houses. They're like little mini roofs with, uh, with electric windows that open and shut. And it's the oldest air conditioning system in the world. It's a draft system that is engineered so it pulls maximum velocity air and heat out of the downstairs, out these mini roofs, these cupolas in the ceiling. And it goes on and on and on and on. So sustainability measures. But for me, as a marketer, what uh, I find interesting about this whole thing is the person who buys based on sustainability is mm -hmm. a teeny, teeny, tiny minority. Well, I was going to ask you that. I mean, how much yeah. draw, how much allure is that? To well, me, is it a nice home? Is it a nice area? Is it affordable? That's it. You nailed it right there. It, the thing is you can attract what we call the values-based buyer, and they will buy deodorant that doesn't work because it's green. They'll buy floor cleaner that doesn't clean because it's green, because it aligns with their values. But that is such a tiny minority. You'll go broke trying to attract those people. What you got to do, you got to attract the next group, which is where the bell curve gets real interesting. They're called the early mainstream. And these are folks, close your eyes and imagine they're the soccer moms, they're the dads who work downtown, but they might have a kayak instead of a powerboat. Uh, they might have one car and a few bikes as opposed to two cars. So they're like your everyday neighbors, but they got a bit of a green thing going on. But the green thing is starting to them to be more of a badge as opposed to a must-have. And that's where things get interesting because as a marketer, you have to balance how much sustainability, how much beautiful house and bragging rights do you put in there? Well, otherwise you'd just be selling trees. You just exactly. cut a hole in a big tree and live there. I want you to respond to this because I'm getting some flack here. Yep. Uh, a lot of free advertising for Spirit Bay. Is this guy getting paid by them? Huh? I'm a consultant. I'm a consultant. I work with Spirit Bay, yeah. But, I mean, to me, it's, a, it's an interesting sustainability story. i got other clients I can talk about, too. But, yeah, I work with them. Uh, I'm reading this cold, so I don't know. Uh, this says here, mention the fact that you don't own them. It's a 99-year lease. Is that true? Yep. Okay, so you don't, you don't actually uh, own the, the nope. darn thing. Nope. Okay. They don't follow building code. This is from a text message. I don't know if mm -hmm. this is true. This is an assertion because they are on the residence, uh, residence uh, the res. Yeah. <clears throat> Pardon me. Uh, yeah, they don't follow... The reserve they... is what the res is, yeah. I guess he's trying to say. Uh, okay. Yeah, no, that's, see, that's an interesting point, too, uh, because you have local building codes. They, uh, they... Well, so are the building codes different because it's a reservation? Yes, the building codes it's are different because it's federal. And so what you don't have to so do... So they're more lax, or...? No, what they, but they do, have, they, do have others, they do have other standards. So, for example, in a, in a, in a community that is, that is regulated locally, yeah. you can't build close to the water. Right. This one, you can build close to the water. In a regular community... Is that good for the environment? It's, uh, if you build on a rock that's close to the water or you build on a rock far from the water, it's the same thing. You know, it's not like you're, you're piping anything into the water. Okay, so another, no. there's nothing like that no, happening. No, there's it's no, not, it's no not sewage. like lax, no. Obviously not. No, anybody can check into the stuff and go, hey, you know yeah. what, this is, uh, this, is, this is all legit. But what it enables them to do is build houses on rocks, uh, not make roads. Well, you're not getting a fan here because this guy says, I used to like this guy's segment. Now I know he's nothing more than a used car salesman. Are you a used car salesman? I've sold lots of used cars. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. No, I've sold used cars. I sold, hey, you know what I used to sell? I used to sell skincare. I'm I, not trying to take, you know, I'm not trying to take a, you know, I'm no, just being it. honest with you because that's what yeah, the text message is. So no. of the 500 homes, how many have they sold? 
They, they've sold the Founders Village, which is, I believe, between 50 and 60 houses. Okay. But again, you don't own it for life. It's no, a 200-year-old house, but you get it for half that much. Yeah. Half that amount. Well, so it's a, it's a specific type of person who's going to be buying into this thing, right? It's not a person who says, well, I want to pass on my house to three generations from now. It's going to be folks who say, yeah, you know what? I've got it, I've got it for my life and perhaps my kid's life. Right. Uh, but realistically, you know, I've is changed. that a trend to do this? To uh, have, you know, where you, where you buy, you don't really have it for. Uh, no, I don't think it's a trend. I just think uh, leases have been around since so forever. So examine that, though. Will that work? Is that is work? that sustainable? Yeah. Well, you're going to sell me a house, and I'm going to say, well, mm -hmm. that's great. Oh, by the way, uh -huh. uh, come, you know, the year 2118, uh -huh. it's no longer in your name. Well, it, and first, I won't be around uh, in 20, see, that, in 2118, but I would like to give it to you know, my cat Ginger uh -huh. or somebody. Yeah, there's the rub. Because what you can do, or no, what, what, this, what the lease was negotiated as, so that it's all very transparent. And they say, you know, we've, we've negotiated directly with the First Nation. Uh, they have, uh, they've, they've got it all out in the contract that they say, this is how the value is going to increase. In 100 years, this is how the sale is and going I guess to it go. And I guess it really would increase. Of course it For would. For sure. Of course it's, it's, it, it looks beautiful. The, it looks the surprise, The surprise with leases have always come out where people say, you know, it was, uh, it was sold at such a low value before the first right. time around, and they weren't allowed to take it up in value, and therefore people got slammed with something, and the leases at Spirit Bay were Well, I wish them luck because it sounds like a great idea. Uh, yeah. I, I'm sorry to the listener that thinks we're shilling. We're not shilling. I'm not getting paid no. for this, uh, but I just thought it was interesting. Um, so they've built 50 of the 500. Okay, that's mm -hmm. the update that we wanted. That's great. All right, man. Thanks for this. Good luck with your, you're giving a speech someplace. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking to the Urban Development Institute. It's all about how you, how you, how you square sustainability with So we were, the, we were the guinea pigs. You yeah, you're basically the guinea pig. And, so, yeah, exactly. So listen to the tape and figure out what you did wrong. Exa exactly. And stop selling cars. <laughs> <laughs> I sold skincare, man. That's worse. Oh, Jesus. Thanks for coming in, Mark. Always a pleasure. No problem. Uh, you'll be back soon. Yeah, tomorrow? I'll be back. Yeah, I'll be back tomorrow. I'll we'll be talk selling, about I'll be selling, uh, I'll be selling uh, some other stuff. <laughs> I hope you're not. Uh, LeBron James. We'll talk yeah. about that tomorrow. Uh, Mark Stoiber, brand strategy consultant, author of two books, Didn't See It Coming, and Stop Busting Your Brand. Uh, thanks, sir. You've been listening to Didn't See It Coming, the show about brands that learn from the past, look to the future, and profit today. I'm your host, Mark Stoiber. If you'd like to talk about brands, drop me a line. I'd love to hear your ideas.